Father. So only God can reveal himself to Jesus. God cannot reveal himself to anybody else. Nobody else can say that I know God. So that's why Jesus was saying no man can know the Father because the Father has revealed himself to the Son. And the Son alone can reveal to the Father. So it was like a big mystery when the disciples in the Luke chapter 10 Uh, when they heard Jesus saying behold i give you all authority over all the powers of the enemy for them they did understand at the moment of time that Jesus himself is that god almighty who is the lord of all heaven and earth and that there is no greater authority or power that can match accordingly to oppose the power that god holds so even devil has some power but jesus says that in the same chapter if you notice he says i have seen satan fall from the sky Yeah. Well, what did Jesus say? He said, I have seen who fall from heaven as lightning, Satan. Now Luke chapter 10, let's go there once again and uh, quickly look into the passage where Jesus says in verse 18, chapter 10 verse 18, he says, And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Jesus was not crucified, but while he was still alive, he was saying, Uh, while he was not even crucified, he was saying to the apostles, I have seen Satan fall like lightning. And when Jesus says that, Jesus is the truth, the way and the life. He cannot lie. He is the truth. So that means what Jesus said that Satan has fallen, that means he has no power, no authority within himself to sustain himself any longer. He's fallen. So when Jesus said to the apostles, look, I give you authority, he's saying to the people today in the world, in the church, if you want to believe in the name of Jesus Christ, that he's the son of God, you shall also receive authority to become the sons of God. Go to John's gospel, chapter 1, verse 12. The gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12, Jesus' words I want to read here. He says, but as many as received him, see, once you receive Jesus, you get something. and that something is this to them gave he power to become the sons of god even to them that believe on his name so easy it's very easy that if you can believe in your heart and confess with your mouth you are just transformed you see first things first you must be brought out of a place where a person because of the sin becomes a slave and he continues to be in the bondage of the slavery his master is the devil So as long as a person is in sin, he is a slave to sin and his master is the devil. And the devil always comes to steal, kill and destroy. He doesn't come to prosper or to bless or to, you know, make you flourish or to have an excellent life. Nothing is. Job is to see that people become slaves. And because of the slavery, the end of that slavery would be that they would succumb to the schemes of the devil. Go quickly to Romans chapter 6 and we'll read from verse 15 onwards. Romans chapter 6. So once a person like a person that can be a thief, a person can be a liar, a person can be a murderer, a person can be alcoholic, a person can be a uh, you know, a wrongdoing person, a person who is knowing that lying is a sin. All those things when a person is doing, he is a slave to sin and his master is the devil. So he continues to become uh, a puppet in the hand of his master. However, the devil wants, the person will be living. 
but the moment a person takes a decision no this is wrong i want to put an end to that lifestyle and i want to become the righteousness of god it's such a free gift you don't have to work for it you just have to open your heart and receive the grace of god and by faith when god gives you righteousness you become the slaves of righteousness of god that means your master is god almighty and you have a shift from serving sin to serving god's righteousness let's read romans chapter 6 verse 15 onwards and we read what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace god forbid know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey is servants you are to whom you obey whether of sin or to death or of obedience or to righteousness but god be thank that we that he were the servants of sin but he have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you being then made free from sin ye became the servants of righteousness verse 18 okay you have become obedient to serve righteousness and so now you have become the slaves of righteousness what righteousness is talking about is the lord jesus becoming your righteousness so the moment a person shifts his heart from no i don't want to continue in sin and i want to serve and be righteous he gets to be transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the son of god's love so go and read colossians 1:13 you know in colossians 1:13 that this is the uh, basic thing that happens when a person becomes a believer that means he or she takes a decision to serve righteousness of god and they become a participant of the shifting or the transition that god gives who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son this person can be uh, so much in the bondage of the sin that you know a person cannot know that the person is being uh, uh, given the opportunity to be delivered you know, we read uh, luke chapter 11 in luke chapter 11 jesus was casting out uh, demons from a person who was uh, deaf and dumb and when he did that the people there they started saying he's casting out the demons by belzebub verse 14 onwards and he was casting out a devil that it was dumb and it came to pass when the devil was gone out the dumb speak and the people wondered but some of them said he casts out devils through belzebub the chief of the devils notice what they are saying they saw a person set free from the evil spirit and the people were saying that Jesus is casting out the evil spirit by using the devil himself okay can it be possible that Jesus is giving a, a statement there he says but he knowing their thoughts said unto them every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and a house divided against a house fallen if satan also be divided against himself how shall his kingdom stand because you say that i cast out devils through belzebub and if i by belzebub cast out devils by whom do your sons cast them out therefore shall that they be your judges but if i with the finger of god cast out devils no doubt the kingdom of god is come upon you when a strong man armed keepeth his palace his goods are in peace but when he is stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divided his spoils he that is not with me is against me and he that gathereth not with me scattereth and then he goes on to explain you know that's a very important thing that Jesus is 
Can the devil himself fight with himself? You know, the devil will not fight with himself. So, a devil cannot set a person free from the possession of evil spirits. There are fallen uh, angels, there are demon spirits that harass the life, they spoil the life of the person, they put the families to uh, trouble, they put the people to lose their minds. So, that's the job of the devil. But the devil will not try to show mercy and compassion by casting out the, the whole devil himself from that person. So Jesus was saying that if your sons, if your sons are casting out the demons from a person, then what about you guys? How can you say that I am doing this by mercy of So if you notice there, he says your sons are casting out the demons. That means once you become a child of God, even you receive the authority like the apostles had received. That's why you see Jesus gave the apostles authority to the extent of saying to them in the gospel of John chapter 20 that whosoever sins you are forgiven, their sins will be forgiven. And whosoever sins you do not forgive, their sins remain. That means even if a Christian uh, wants to become a forgiven Christian and his sins to be forgiven, if that Christian uh, harasses or persecutes or troubles a disciple of Jesus Christ, the disciple has such authority to say to God that I forbid this person's sins to be forgiven and that person will never be forgiven of his sins. That kind of authority Jesus gave. Can you imagine how can a person trouble a true child of God, a true disciple of Jesus Christ and still think that sins are forgiven? No. Uh, when you read in John chapter 20, Jesus said, Whosoever sins you forgive, their sins are forgiven. That kind of authority Jesus gave to his disciples. So it's not easy to harass or trouble a person who's serving God. A true disciple of God has an authority to decide whose sins will be uh, you know, unforgiven. So if a person's sin is unforgiven, what happens to the person is ultimately he or she is still a slave to the devil because the, the devil causes the people to sin. So here Jesus was saying, if your sons can cast out the demons, how much more? So Jesus is saying, you yourselves, because you believe that I am son of God, I have given you authority to become the sons of God. By becoming the sons of God, you belong to the family of God. And now you can also have the authority that I have given that at the sound of Jesus' name, every knee in heaven on earth and that the earth shall bow, every tongue will confess for the glory of God, Jesus is Lord. That kind of authority, that means snakes are symbols of death, Satan, sin. So Jesus was saying, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. You shall trample the snakes. That means you will trample death under your feet. You will not uh, be attacked by the spirit of death or the angel of death, but rather you will trample it under your feet. Snake is symbol of sin, Satan, and death. A scorpion is a symbol of pain, suffering, anguish. That means any loss or any burden that becomes so heavy in your life over that spirit that causes that pain in your life, uh, I have given you authority over it. That means you can simply trample under your feet and have that uh, feeling that you know for sure that you have uh, defeated the powers that actually have any power to kill or to cause pain and suffering. And now when Jesus says that, you know, you decide today whom do you want to serve. Because Jesus was saying, whoever is not with me is against me. So what Jesus is saying is, if you're not with him, you're already an enemy of his. You're already in opposition to Jesus. And Jesus 
speaks in this passage like that there is a judgment waiting for such people that judgment cannot be removed by anybody because they they themselves decided to reject the mercy of Christ and to go and participate in the judgment that Christ has against them so what is that uh, moses said you know he said choose today i said before you life and death curse and blessing choose whatever is good for you so it is about us choosing to say i believe in jesus christ i want to serve the righteousness of god i want to become a part of his kingdom i want to belong to christ i want to yield myself to be a place where god can say look i am happy with you to receive you as my child and jesus says you know what happens technically is when a person actually uh, feels that they have uh, been you know set free from the demon possession the demons leave the person and they go into the wilderness uh, and they spend some time in the wilderness and the demon comes back to check the person it had left and when it returns it finds the house is swept and mopped and clean but it's empty so the demon goes back to the wilderness and takes seven more deadly evil spirits along with himself and re-enter into that person and Jesus said the last state of that person will be worse than the beginning of that person you see when a person is possessed with the evil spirit they do not really know what is uh, to be avoided how to live how to behave how to do anything because they are not in themselves the demons in that person actually causes that person to behave the way like the devil himself so jesus said if your person is not filled with the holy spirit if a person is not filled with the righteousness of god that person can feel you know i am free from the devil but the devil can be possessed so jesus was giving such a clear statement that it is not a joke that you people think about the demons but you must be willing to receive the gift of righteousness and how do you get saved Uh, how do you get yourself to say that i am filled with the presence of god uh, go to romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 uh, very clear very simple it gives you an instruction how you get saved no unless you are not saved from on high there is nothing that can save us from low as earth is or even under the earth so we must be saved from on high sorry romans chapter 10 verse 9 9 that if thou shalt confess where what do you do you confess with your mouth uh, that the lord jesus and shall believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you shall be saved that is so simple for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation you see when jesus is saying that if you receive me when you believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead that uh, jesus is the son of god you are saved that's it you are sealed by jesus blood and then he talks about a passage let's go to luke chapter 13 in the long luke's gospel 13 jesus had come to a synagogue and that was the sabbath time and there he found a woman that was bound by the devil for 18 long years can you imagine she was in the synagogue that means the temple where people come to worship jehovah god so the temple the church building what people go today as christians they they think that the, the brick wall the cement wall the structure is the temple of god uh, indeed the holy spirit comes there he he spends uh, 
is present with the people there but the moment you realize that a demon possessed person cannot enter into a, a church premises building uh, where holy spirit is there the presence of the holy spirit in the presence of the holy spirit every other demon spirit must flee they cannot stand they cannot tolerate they cannot bear the presence of the holy spirit the holy spirit will just simply burn them into ashes and they don't have any authority in the presence of the holy spirit so just imagine in the old in the, in the bible when jesus went he went to the synagogue synagogue is the temple where jehovah was worshiped notice there in verse 10 onwards and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the sabbath verse 11 and behold there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself can you notice jesus is not using any specific disease name or uh, a name which the doctors would say bent down or broken back or you know whatever or she's dark medical terminology he is saying she was what had a spirit of infirmity and what that spirit of infirmity did to that woman was she was bowed together that she could never stand upright can you imagine a woman how terrible her life must have been is the upright standing posture a woman looks better than a totally bent down woman she's like you know actually see uh, any of those fairy uh, tales where you know small small dwarfs will be there or even a witch she's bent down fully she can't lift her head and walk so kind of you know it was not something desirable or pleasing in the sight of the people there you know god created us as human beings giving us beautiful faces a human mind and a beautiful body that we may serve god that we may Proverbs 14 says a foolish woman destroys her house a wise woman builds her own house so you see when when a person is foolish the person who is foolish cannot even build something good or better but a person with wisdom can build something good and better and god made us as human beings with a desire that we should build something good and better so it is the devil who comes to make a person become foolish and to destroy whatever was good or intended to be good in their life so here in the synagogue was a woman who was bent down for 18 years can you imagine bent down for 18 years in a synagogue and jesus sees her and he says in verse 12 and when jesus saw her he called her to him and said unto her woman thou art loose from thine infirmity when he said thou art loose that that means it is like you know somebody has tied her up and all the people in the synagogue could see only a woman bent down but jesus saw that she was tied up she was like you know her back to the toes was tied up so she can't lift her up that was the demon that was making her to bow down and jesus when he said you are loose from the infirmity the demon that kept her in that bondage of posture she, that demon left and that very moment she stood straight can you imagine that the, the miracle that happened in the sight of all the people in the synagogue how they must i still should have rejoiced seeing such a great manifestation of power of god but rather to choose to believe in that they started murmuring they started talking this and that 
nevertheless jesus said something which is very profound and uh, he says uh, this to them verse 16 and ought not this woman being a daughter of abraham whom satan had bound lo this engineers be loose from this bond on the sabbath day how did abraham believe in god you know bible says abraham believed in god and god counted it as his righteousness so how did abraham believe in god and god counted him as righteousness go to romans chapter 4 verse 20 romans chapter 4 He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also, or he was able also to perform. Verse 22. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. That means, Abraham believed that God gave a promise was able to perform the promise he was strong enough he was capable of fulfilling those promises it was not like abraham just received a promise and was waiting or hoping that it might somehow become yes no he was having that assurance the one that god who gave the promise is able and is going to perform that because he had faith in god that god was able to fulfill the promise God counted that faith of Abraham as righteousness. You see, when you believe that Jesus is risen from the dead and that He died on the cross by shedding His blood to make us uh, free from our slavery of sin, and that His flesh was broken for our healing, and that the curses are broken from our life, that the uh, devil has lost his control over our thinking, our physical body, over our family, our relationships, our finances, and everything that concerns us. from our life the control of the devil he cannot choose to destroy us anymore he cannot choose to steal away from us anymore because jesus has already cut him off he has taken it off from uh, him uh, the ability to control us or to do anything because jesus has conquered him now having said that when you truly believe and confess that jesus is the righteousness of god on you and that you have become that righteousness of god by accepting jesus you are free the spirit of death has no power over you sickness and disease has no authority over you poverty and shame and lack have no control over your life these are those things that jesus has truly set you free that's why in the john chapter 8 verse 32 onwards when we read it says whom the son sets free is free indeed today the lord jesus christ the son of god has set us free from all of these things uh, the very thing that the devil had control over our life Jesus came to nail it down uh, forever in the death on the cross. But when He rose again from the dead, Jesus gave us power and authority over all the power of the enemy. That by no means nothing shall not hurt us. The Lord Jesus Christ is to be glorified. He has set us free. To God be the glory. And I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, God, be with each one of us, now and forever. Amen.